Waves in the Finiverse. The idea is you want to leverage something that already exists in the world in mass quantities that's being underutilized. Everyone's chances of finding the block are exactly in proportion to the amount of space they have dedicated towards the farming activity. Even when you get swings in coin price, it doesn't cause like the work difficulty on the network to plummet down to nothing. Welcome to Waves in the Finiverse. I'm Walter Jennings, the host of a podcast brought to you by Finiverse. We're talking with the wave makers that are creating ripples, waves, and tsunamis across finance, crypto, fintech, Web3, and beyond. Listen weekly to hear the change makers talk firsthand about their experiences in this dynamic industry. Welcome to Waves in the Finiverse. I'm your host, Walter Jennings, and I'm joined today by Bram Cohen, the CEO and founder of Chia Network. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah, now listen, uh, for those who haven't been introduced to Chia Network, this is a blockchain. Uh, perhaps you could introduce us a bit more to the company and the project. Yeah, so Chia is uh, very much based off of like Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is supposed to be uh, secure and distributed, decentralized, yada, yada, yada. Chia is very much uh, the same thing, but it switches instead of proof of work. It uses proofs of space and time. So it's securing the thing instead of having this custom hardware that's burning electricity all the time, is you have just storage media that are helping secure the network all the time. And they're just sitting around bored. So it's not burning lots of power, which makes it much more green. Also, there's lots of excess storage in the world and, and storage is very commodity. So it winds up having a lot more stuff backing it up that's much more distributed in nature. Okay, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna pick that apart a little bit because there are two sure. or three really great concepts in there. First off, for an audience who hears Bitcoin, they immediately think of currency and Bitcoin is both a form of investment, but and also a blockchain or a current. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, there are these uh, Bitcoin, there are the tokens that yes. are denominated in Bitcoin and Chia. There are also the tokens that are denominated in Chia. And they are held on the Chia blockchain that keeps track of who has what. Although Chia also, unlike Bitcoin, Bitcoin for the most part only supports very, very simple transactions. Yep. Uh, where Chia actually has full uh, smart coin functionality. Okay. And. Uh, also, along with the coin, it is a blockchain, uh, yeah. which is a n immutable proof of... It's a secure distributed database. Fantastic. Now, when did you develop Chia and, uh, and what was the... What was the uh, pain point you were trying to solve? Uh, well, at Chia, the company was started in 2017. I'd been noodling on what the general approach should be for a while. They immediate plans at the very beginning were uh, let's make something that instead of being proof of work is based off proofs of space and time and does something better for on chain for the on-chain programming environment. And all I had to do to do this was invent proofs of space, invent proofs of time, figure out how to stitch them all together and figure out a new on-chain programming environment. So Okay, well, we'll uh, again uh, pick that one apart. Now, yeah. for um, newcomers to blockchain, proof uh -huh. of work is... Uh, so... When you, the, the key insight to Bitcoin, the thing that was new that Satoshi Nakamoto really came up with is what's called Nakamoto consensus. So 
when you talk about having a secure distributed database, this sounds like a contradiction in terms. How could you possibly have this? How can we make it so that you and I, without any coordination with anyone else, without knowing who to trust, can figure out what the current state of the database is? So uh, Satoshi came up with this idea that the blockchain will have a weight, something that you can verify locally, that a certain amount of blood, sweat, and tears went into generating this thing, that it was expensive to do. And when you and I get into an argument about what the current state of the thing is, we compare the histories that we have, and whichever one has greater weight than the other one wins. And so we immediately come to consensus, at least between the two of us, when we have a disagreement here. And then we can you know, talk to some other person, and maybe they have something that's greater weight or not, but that will still come to consensus very quickly. Though. The vast majority of the time, when there's disagreement, it's really just because something new has been added. So it's not changing the old stuff. And as things get buried uh, over time, the chances that they'll get reorged go down very rapidly over time. Uh, the, the next question there is, well, okay, well, this will get you consensus, but how do you get anyone to participate in this activity of spending blood, sweat, and tears to actually generate blocks on the thing. And the answer to that is, well, our database is going to be a database of money, and it will reward people for this process of mining using its own native tokens. So that, that's the core idea behind Bitcoin. Right. And obviously, there are some serious downsides to that, including the environmental impact yeah, and the it, use of energy. Yeah, yeah. The, the actual spending of the blood, sweat and tears, it seemed to be a bad thing. So uh, with Chia, with uh, Proofs of Space, the idea is you want to leverage something that already exists in the world in mass quantities that's being underutilized. So you are at no extra expense because people have already put in the resources to make this stuff, leveraging these things to get security in the thing. And there's only really one thing that fits the bill, and that's storage capacity, where there's a lot of extra storage capacity in the world, both in the form of storage that people have uh, acquired but are not yet utilizing. It's been deployed but not yet utilized. And also old storage that is no longer reliable that's getting thrown out uh, is still good for farming off of. Okay, now your uh, proof of space time, yeah. you said were uh, some challenging concepts to invent. Okay, so, so the hero of the show here is the proofs of space. Uh, proofs of time come in because they're what's called a grinding attacks. Because it doesn't require any real electricity to, um, to run the history, people can potentially attack the system by trying out a million or a billion different alternative histories and find one that just works out better for them. So one of the techniques involved in keeping this from happening is you make it so that there are things that take a certain number of iterations to do that can't really be parallelized, uh, that kind of finish up the proofs of space. So you sort of alternate uh, between the two of them. And, and that can make it so that like, if someone wants to attack the thing, they can do it at like no real cost to do. But if they want to reorg the last 10 years of history, it's going to take them 10 real wall clock years to do that. And by the time they're done with, it, of course, the real blockchain will have moved forward much more than their playing catch up did. I understand you've got more than 100,000 nodes. Uh, yeah, full and nodes. you don't call it mining, you call it farming. Farming, yeah. Yeah, so uh, tell me, how are rewards allocated for farming Chia? Uh, very much the same kind of way that it happens in Bitcoin, that uh, when blocks are made, whoever it was that found the block gets rewarded in Chia for doing that. And everyone's chances of finding the block are exactly in proportion to the amount of space they have dedicated towards the farming activity. Uh, and then there are pools 
where uh, when there's uh, people who are very small farmers who would, you know, make a block on average once every million years or something like that, there are pools that will smooth this out. So, so they will give very small amounts to the, the pool itself is big enough that it gets a significant number of blocks. And there's lots of participants in this process of making their blocks, and they reward even the very small people who are participants for their uh, contribution to the pool as a whole. Now, um, regrettably, I don't speak Chia Lisp. Can you oh. introduce us to that language? Uh, well, uh, oh boy, I, I, I run the risk of just saying a bunch of technical jargon here. Um, <laughs> and what's the? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the, Let's so, go. We can unpick it. So if you compare like the way on-chain programming works in Bitcoin and Ethereum, in Bitcoin, it's very simple that, that everything that exists are what in Bitcoin are called uh, UTXOs. We call them coins in Chio, which I think is a better term for them. Um, but a coin is very simple. It's like, here's how it has to get spent and here's how much it's worth. Right. Uh, and Ethereum has much richer data set of like actual code is sitting there on chain, um, which very straightforwardly allows a much a lot of much more advanced functionality, but it is both hard to audit this and kind of dangerous. And then on top of that, because things aren't all flattened to the same kind of thing, things don't like really interoperate well with each other and aren't really automatically very extensible. So Chia is within the coin set model, but the the actual programs that get spent are implemented in list, which is a Turing complete language and is very expressible. And with using a few tricks, it turns out it's possible to get basically all the kinds of functionality that people build in Ethereum within this much simpler, more reliable, more auditable, extensible, and interoperable model. Waves in the Finiverse, the podcast. Speaking to the people making waves in finance, fintech, crypto, Web3, and beyond. Okay, I want to switch gears from from technical to business. And what are the best use cases for the Chia Network blockchain? Are there uh, any areas where it really um, stands out and the types of users that are drawn to build on this chain? Uh, well, we're still very much building things out. Right now, our big beachhead thing is getting carbon credits tokenized on chain. Like making it so that the like high quality carbon credits that like Paris Accord agreement that Paris Accord countries are have are actually reported on chain to create liquid markets and get real prices for these high quality carbon credits. Uh, yeah, no, I've heard about the challenges of uh, tokenizing carbon credits. What, yeah. what, why is that one area proven so difficult? Uh, well, there, there's there's two levels to it. Uh, number one, uh, you don't want it burning lots of power in the process of doing that. There's no way people are going to do that on proof of work chain. You're not going to yeah. tokenize a carbon credit and spend more energy. Yeah. And then they really want to do it on something that's actually decentralized, actually reliable, not like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. So something like Ethereum, which has a long history of there just being these constant hacks just at the programmatic level, and then the actual consensus rules getting rerun all the time and where it's Nakamoto coefficient is actually terrifyingly low. It's really not that distributed. That just doesn't look good from a security and reliability standpoint for doing these things. So Chia actually, by all the like objective metrics of security, does very, very well and is an environment designed for 
being reliable when you implement these kinds of things and is very green. It really fits the bill very well for carbon credit tokenization. What is the scope for growth for Chia in terms of usage and liquidity? Uh, well, there's lots and lots of ways it, it, it can go. And it's, um, it's still kind of early days for us. There's, uh, we're trying to get uh, listed on more exchanges right now. Uh, there's a bunch of projects going on. The thing that I personally am working on right now that I think has a lot of promise and well, it's really fun for me to work on. I'm working on making it so people can pay, play poker directly against other people with no casino in the middle and it getting adjudicated uh, on the blockchain. Oh, well, that sounds like a killer app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the um, reasons that Chia has proven successful has been its green creden credentials. Uh, uh -huh. How are you finding the um, importance of green in the DeFi and blockchain space? Using proof of space has many benefits. I think the very immediate benefits we get actually off of proof of space aren't so much the being green as the security aspects of it that uh, because it requires very little resources to keep farming, that even when you get swings in coin price, it doesn't cause like the work difficulty on the network to plummet down to nothing. So, so we, had, we had some big changes in coin price. And despite that happening, the amount of net space backing everything has hardly gone down at all. So, so we continue to have very, very strong security uh, despite that, which is what you really want. You want it to be reliable no matter what. Yeah, no, the um, fluctuations in the markets, uh, not just in mm -hmm. digital assets, has been extreme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's it like to be the CEO of a coin and, and, and ride those gyrations? That must have been unsettling. I'm old. I've been around since the dot-com boom. And it's psychologically unhealthy to worry about it, right? Like... What's happening today has very little impact on where the price is going to be years from now. The, the price today is just people's minute-to-minute -minute expectations about where it will be in the future changing. It doesn't actually affect where it will be in the future. And so it's just psychologically unhealthy to pay too much attention to that and worry about it too much. So I'm just heads down building great technology. Tell me how it has been as a growth company, managing the growth. What keeps you up at night? Things that keep me up tend to be things that I don't really have much control over. I, I kind of feel like all the stuff that I have control over is doing well. In earlier years, the things that were scary then was, I always tell people don't have invent new math here anywhere in your product roadmap. And I'm a total hypocrite on that one. Uh, and so- So do as I say, not as I do? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I got away with it, but but like literally the our proofs of space construct, like I personally came up with and our uh, proof of time verifiable delay function construct, some of our um, uh, advisors who are very serious academics came up with that. And this is like really serious math to, to make these things happen that it wasn't really clear it was possible before we started. So thankfully we got past that one. And, and Bram, how do you find the talent? How do you keep the talent? How do you uh, manage your growth? Well, we actually have a community now and we've mostly been hiring out of our community uh, in terms of getting developers and, and things like that. So the um, folks who are my, uh, farming at home? Uh, and not, not so much farmers, but people who are like uh, hacking on Chialisp uh, and uh, full node software and things like that uh, th those we've done a fair amount of hiring out of the community uh, yeah no it's a it, one of the things i do love about blockchain is the 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 strength of the community they're really passionate uh yeah adopters yeah it, well and i think chia really gives something for people to sink their teeth into there's like really meaty good technology to work on there
tracks in the Finiverse. Now, uh, Bram, thank you for the conversation about Chia. I'm going to switch gears uh -huh. once more. Uh, we tend to end our shows with a segment we call Tracks in the Finiverse, and we're asking uh, people to share with us the music that powers their journey through their work. Uh, well, if I just go off the track that's playing in my head right this moment, it's God is God by Juno Reactor. Oh, phenomenal song. Well, we'll let the listeners uh, hear that. Thank you for joining us on Waves in the Finiverse. Uh, Bram Cohen, CEO and founder of Chia Network. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been Waves in the Finiverse. Why not hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, then please leave us a review and a five-star rating. Thanks for listening.